What's your number two? My number two is... Squeeze it out. Pinch it off. (laughs) The bags under my eyes (laughs) are growing bags, and those bags have really dry skin. I've been having to put lotion under my eyes like three times a day to get rid of the dry skin that are on the bags of my bags <laughs> that are under my eyes. What? <laughs> so. So good. So yeah. you, you do it good. good. Um, been really busy, which is why that's kind of the, the problem with, yeah. with, with everything going on up there. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got a tour coming up. Um, I don't know when this video will be coming out, but um, we got production rehearsals end of May. Um, And then uh, we've got a show at the Emerson Theater here in Indianapolis, where we're from. All right. Going to be opening up for a band called Saving Able. Um, Probably heard of them. from when we were in high school <laughs> they they had a, a big uh, song on rock radio and maybe even top 40 um, hmm. but that'll be cool just anytime you play with a band that you listen to at all um, growing up um, not that I listened to them a lot it was more just a song I heard on the radio a lot but um, it'll be cool um, yeah. hopefully we can learn something from them and It'll be a good time. Uh, And then from that, uh, we'll be going north. A lot of northern Indiana and Michigan dates. Um, Still kind of ironing out a lot of that. Uh, And then we'll come home for like a week in July. Hopefully film another episode or two when I'm home. And then we head back out. We'll be going east so pennsylvania we'll do some ohio and then um going straight out um to canada near canada yeah we'll be near winnipeg wow yeah canada eh (laughs) um so that'll be cool i still have a lot of booking to do um i do all of our booking as you know but they don't and Booking a no-name band for a three-month-long tour is exhausting. So what's your process with that? Do you just send out emails as much as you can, see what bites? Yeah, so um, usually the tours start with what we would call an anchor date. So um, usually that would be someone coming to us or we book a festival or something. And then all of a sudden we need to book shows to get us to and from. Uh, And so we have some old contacts, whether it was old shows we've booked, um, whether it's, um, you know, bands that we've toured with, like promoters we met from them. So I'll reach out to them first. And then, yeah, there's a a decent amount of um, dudes and a lot of cold emails, I guess you could say. Yeah. to book some off dates, but it's been going really well. Um, so been busy booking, um, but then also just prepping drum parts. We're adding, um, for those of you who don't know, uh, we're Christians. Um, and so we're adding some worship songs 
for when those are needed. So I'm uh, getting those dialed in and then dusting off the rust on some of our songs and got it a couple new covers. So, yeah. Um, so that, uh, it's been a lot. <laughs> well, it's probably exciting to you know, like get back into it after the pandemic has been keeping that whole industry kind of yeah on the side. Yeah. It's been crazy. Um, we've been playing some shows. I remember how weird it was uh, <laughs> when we did like our first couple of shows we did during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, we weren't actively booking, but if people came to us, like we were open to playing shows. Um, right. but it was just interesting. Cause like we're, we were in the middle of a pandemic and then I remember there was like the lull, um, kind of in it. I believe it was the summer of 2020 where it kind of went away a little bit, but like it ended up coming back later. Yeah. And we played a festival during that. And it was just so weird that first time you go out, especially like at that time. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's, there's a thousand people here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like we were all like in the same merch area and stuff, but, um, you know how much I love talking about politics. So I could just talk about all COVID all day long. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, um, now outside of, uh, work life, um, my neighbor thinks my name is Brian. <laughs> you know, my name's not Brian. That's one of the names that many people think my name is as well. So <laughs> apparently I look like a Brian. <laughs> At least my name is somewhat close to Brian. Yours is not. <laughs> so we've been living in this house for two years, almost almost exactly two years yeah so has this neighbor and our neighbors are awesome uh we have some of the best neighbors we live in like the best little neighborhood um but i remember like what's funny while i'm saying this i'm like i think his name's mark <laughs> but i'm not 100 percent sure all right well um so there you go um, I guess we don't know each other's names, <laughs> but like, I've definitely said my name to him a long time ago. Yeah. And then at some point he must've forgot. And I remember kind of a long time ago, like thinking he called me the wrong name, but like I couldn't quite hear him. So I was like, I don't know if he knows what my name is. <laughs> and so then like time has gone on and that happened again where I was like, I don't, and I couldn't, I could never remember what the name was that he was calling me. Uh, and just recently, um, I was taking Gus or my dog, uh, out on a walk and, uh, I see Mark question mark, um, <laughs> question mark <laughs> on, out by uh his front yard and he was trying to mow the lawn and he found uh these little baby bunnies i don't know if you saw i think natalie posted something oh yeah, about yeah, yeah. on social media yep um 
but he found them and he didn't want to, you know, slaughter baby bunnies while he was mowing his lawn. So he put them all in like a box and he knows Natalie's name. Cause he was like, I should back up. So, so he, he was like, Hey, like, do you think Natalie would like know what to do with these while I'm mowing the lawn? And I was like, the reason he thought of her was because a couple nights before that, she found a baby possum hmm. and made it her own. It was living under our deck. Um, <laughs> and she like wrapped it up in a towel and was like cuddling a baby possum. That's gross. It was kind of cute. <laughs> she woke me up when it was all happening. This is at like midnight. And because I'm an old man now, I have to be asleep by midnight usually. Right. Um, not always, usually not. It was actually a, kind of a halfway rare occasion, but um, I am kind of a night owl. But she like woke me up and she was like, I got the baby possum. And all I was like, I was like kind of confused and was like, don't bring it inside. And then I went, <laughs> I went back to sleep and woke up the next day to the pictures. But um, so our neighbor knew that that happened. And so he thought of Natalie um, my wife, if you don't know, um, he, he thought of her for these baby bunnies and they were like adorable. And I was like, she would kill me if I didn't bring these baby bunnies over to our place while he mows the lawn. And, right. and I was, you know, we'll figure out what to do with them after that. Um, cause he was like, yeah, like, you know, maybe Natalie will know what to do with them. And looking back at it, I'm like, you know, Natalie's name and not mine. <laughs> Um, and it's the confidence he has when he says Brian. Right. Um, but, but, uh, so anyways, I can't remember exactly when it happened, but I think it was when it was at that moment when I like took this box of baby bunnies and was like walking him back. He mentioned, uh, something about like, cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I know you guys are going to be, you know, you guys are really good with this kind of stuff, Brian. Like, not, like, unsure about it at all. And I'm too deep in. I didn't say anything. Oh, I no. just accepted You're Brian that now. I'm Brian to him now. <laughs> so, oh, no. So I don't, I don't know what to do about it. But the funny thing is, so like I've said, we've kind of, like, known he didn't know my name for a while. Right. He knows Natalie's name. And Natalie will actually, like, kind of go out of her way. And be like, cool, like, I'll go talk to David about it. And, like, name drop me, like, more than, like, natural. Yeah. And he do, he hasn't picked up on it. So <laughs> now we're like, you're talking about somebody who, else. Does, who does he think David is? Yeah. Is there some other guy that's been coming to my house yeah. that I don't know about that he thinks is David? <laughs> is it Brian? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's actually Brian. Yeah. Oh, no. So... I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. I mean, I, you probably have similar experience, like growing up with a brother that has a similar name. Yeah. And so for those of you being that called, for those of you that don't know, my brothers are Daniel and Derek. Dad's Don. Yeah. Uncle's Doug. Grandpa's Dave. <laughs> um, cousin's Dalton. Yeah. Dogs were Dasher and Dancer. <laughs> 
So, um, yeah. I mean, I have, I can't even count how many times I've been called Ben, my brother's name. Um, and the confidence always gets you <laughs> where you just don't know how to correct them because they're just so confident. <laughs> There's no doubt in his, his mind that my name's Brian. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> what do you do? Like, you can correct him, but since he's so confident, he's probably not going to like think that next time. He's going to continue to call you Brian. Oh, no, we're in way too deep yeah, now. Even if you correct him. Because that one was very clear. What's funny, there's no way this will ever happen. But, like, if somehow this podcast got back to him. <laughs> He's such a good guy. I Like I said, I love all my neighbors. They're wonderful people. I just happen to think that this is really funny. Yeah. And to be fair, some people are just really bad with names. Like me. Yes, like you. Mark, question mark. Question mark. Question mark. I don't Mark question mark. Um, I don't, I don't know his wife's name at all. I don't know it. Yeah. So it's not like it's like, it's fair that he doesn't know my name. It's the confidence that he doesn't know my name with. That's so funny. Yeah. That's great. (laughs) What have, uh, what have you been up to Uh, since our last podcast? This week has just kind of felt like... Just really flew by. (laughs) No. I mean, no, actually. No. No. It's it's not been very long since our last podcast. But just overall, this week has just felt weird. I mean, I already talked on the last episode about my apartment issues. And that just makes being at home miserable. But... It also just feels like this week just doesn't exist. Like I've gone to work, but like, I feel like I haven't gone to work. I get it. It's weird. It's really weird. It's been (laughs) a weird week. So yeah, there's nothing else going on. This podcast is all I have. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I kind of feel the same way. Yeah. Except you have a wife and a dog. Such a good boy. <laughs> uh, okay. So, our main topic for today. We're and not, really only topic, I We're think. not going to talk about news today. We're going to talk Nothing's of, really happened since the last film. <laughs> Would you stop, mention about, stop mentioning the last podcast episode? <laughs> I just want to continue on. <laughs> Move forward. Get on with our lives. <laughs> We're going to talk about our top 10 games of all time. And our lists are very different. Yeah, we live really different lives. I actually, this, I haven't looked through your list yet. I'm not going to, I'm going to let you, I'm just going to, I kind of know a couple of them, but I'm, I'm going to let when you say them be the first time. Okay. I've looked through yours, but it doesn't really matter because I haven't played half of them. We had very different childhoods. <laughs> it's a wonder we became friends at all. <laughs> it is. But when did how so we've been friends since third grade? Technically? Technically, yeah. When I don't you really when rem- you started going to my school. So I don't really remember that far back to be completely honest. Well, but one thing I do remember is I think <laughs> Oh no. I think for the longest time. I think you gave me like 
<laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong person, but I think it was. Oh, no. I think you gave me like a headshot picture, like school picture that I had for the longest time. I mean, everyone did that. I didn't. Yeah, because you were new. Maybe that's. <laughs> you didn't have any friends except for us. But I think yours was the only one. But it's so funny because it's like. Like, I've, in my mind, you've got a picture of your wife and your kids <laughs> in your wallet. I'm walking yeah. around, and the only picture I had that I think was probably in my wallet for a while was just a picture of you. Why? Because <laughs> you gave it to you me. You could have just thrown and it away. I think I forgot about it. <laughs> and then I found it, like, years later when I was, like, switching wallets. <laughs> and that's, okay. What's really weird is I remember every grade of what outfit I wore for my picture. I wonder if I can remember what you were wearing in this I'm picture. Pretty I think sure, it was like a green shirt. Pretty sure third grade was like a green and brown <laughs> striped shirt. <laughs> That's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. Do you want to walk oh, away? Oh, man. Yeah, that shirt, I, I loved it because I was obsessed with turtles and I thought it looked a lot like a this specific uh, species of turtle that I really liked. I, I remember one year, I, I hope it was when I was this young, but I think it was like first or second grade. I thought it was so cool that I wore a Rocket Power t-shirt to picture that. <laughs> yeah, I had, I was always forced to wear something nice for my parents, but there was one year, Cause. I think it was eighth grade, which is when we started hanging out a lot. Uh, when we like started the band and everything, yeah, that yeah, was like sure. my big rebellion year where I was like, no mom, I'm wearing what I want to wear. So I wore just like a, a switch foot shirt that was like, that sounds right. It was like not a good look at all. I had, I don't think I figured out how to look okay in a picture until Geez, probably um, at least junior, still, senior year. And that's just good for me. I'm still figuring it out. Like, I don't look good in a picture. <laughs> but, like, I look capable of being in one. <laughs> capable of being in one? It's <laughs> a very low bar. If you set the bar low, it's easier to achieve. That's true. Yeah, I, I'd never have taken a good picture. Gus, are you just making a bunch of weird noises in the mic today? Um, all right. So Video games. stop talking about our third grade picture. <laughs> Wait. Okay. So I was the, the only picture that I you had. I still have it. There's no way. I think I finally threw it out, which is actually kind of sad. So you thought it was weird that I gave you a picture. No one else gave you a picture. No. So it was a thing. I don't know if it was just our school. Maybe I had one or, I mean, maybe I got one or two others, but like you would get, the pictures ordered and you would have like the wallet sized ones or like, yeah, I never knew what to do with those. And like you just give it to your friends and that was what you did in elementary school. Even people you didn't even know. We did that. So you didn't actually like me. You just gave me the picture. I mean, were we close? Like, I I don't think we were like super close, (laughs) like third through like, no, because you were new and you just kind of like, I think I was just there. Like you just we just had like, classes together. Yeah, but you like kind of latched on to like me and Alex and Quentin and 
That was yeah. So yeah, we were we. I kind of ran yeah. in your circle. You did, but since you were new, it was like you were the new guy. So <clears throat> yeah. Um, well, and it's crazy how that comes full circle because obviously I'm I'm telling this story for them, not you. But like then, and I think it was it eighth grade that I started going to church. Yeah, I think so. Um, or seventh. I think it might have been seventh, but I like walk into church because uh, Daniel had been going and my dad started going there, and I walked in to youth group before church. I knew like Daniel would be there, but like, I didn't think I would know anybody else. I walk in and I just see like you and Tyler's dumb faces look at me. And I was like, Oh, this is going to work out. All right. Yeah. That was so weird. (laughs) Sorry. You guys don't have dumb faces. You guys are very handsome. Tyler has a dumb face. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. He's Um, a very beautiful ginger. Yeah. That, that was, uh, very unexpected to see you just show up at my church that I've been going to had been going to since I was like three. Yeah. That had to have been weirder for you than me. It was very, you weird. weren't expecting any new people. No. I mean, we I think had, I walked in like kind of late. Too. We had new people all the time. Like we were really big at that point. Yeah. It was a really healthy church, but um, our youth group was huge. Um, but you say that, and then you play a few church shows for some really big youth groups. Our youth group was healthy. I wouldn't say it was huge. At that point, it was pretty big. We had probably, we probably had three, three, third, like thirty regulars, maybe if that. Yeah. Okay. For it's a healthy for, for the size three of the, Methodist churches. That's big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then you were the best man at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> all right top, anyways top games. video game <laughs> um do you, you want to go first or do you want, me to do you want to just alternate like you give your first and i'll get my first that's genius all right you go first then i don't want to go first all right i'll go first i'll go first <laughs> so number 10 oh okay that's how we're starting right sure it would be really anticlimactic to start with number one that's wouldn't true. it that's true were you going to start with number one? I was. But What's we don't have to. Have you ever done a list before? No, this is my first time. All right, me too. Um, <clears throat> I've heard you should start with ten. <clears throat> have you heard that? Through the grapevine? It seems right. Okay. So, so. I'm waiting on you. <laughs> So, number 10, on the Game Boy, mm-hmm. one of the games I spent a lot of time on, rarely finished, <laughs> oh, come on. and came back to a lot, was uh, Pokemon Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have gone with any of the first Pokemons. I've played, I think, I think all of them, it was just three of them, right? So, you red blue and yellow um i guess yellow technically came a little later it did yep um but i played through all of them any of them could be my favorite but i I think i ended up picking blue because i feel like i usually ended up with blast or squirtle Mm -hmm. ends up being blastoise when i made it far enough i feel like so when pokemon came out i was at an age where like i didn't really 
finish games a lot. Right. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know how often I made it to like the elite four on that one. I definitely did a lot. Cause I, again, for whatever reason, the game had replayability for me, even though I feel like it wasn't necessarily designed to, um, so I played that one a lot. That's why it's on the list. Um, and that just Pokemon was like a staple of our household. Right. Didn't we have a friend that wasn't allowed to play Pokemon? I wasn't for was a long that time. You? Okay. I thought I was going to say, I was going to ask if it was you. Yeah. Yeah. We weren't allowed to have anything to do with Pokemon for a long time until like middle school. Which Was it the fighting? No, it was, I don't really know. My parents were really weird back then. I mean, they're still weird, but they're you like, can say that. But your family, weird. like, is like my favorite family ever. <laughs> like, no joke. I mean, all right, back. To that's games. fair. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why. I don't know exactly why they didn't let us. I think it was just because it was these weird creatures that they didn't understand. That, they thought they were really against magic back then. Yeah, as well, most most conservative Christians were, yeah, like super I, skeptical about magic related stuff. It's fair, like you should you should be careful about what your kids are getting into, and if you don't understand it, then don't let them play it. Well, yeah, and it's just kind of like back then, it was just widely accepted to avoid magic stuff and beat your kids. Maybe <laughs> in other households. <laughs> no, yeah, not accusing your parents of that <laughs> or mine. Yeah, so uh, it was like Pokemon, um, Harry Potter, but for some reason they were okay with Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. Thank goodness. Which? What would you be if you didn't get into that stuff? Yeah. So it, it was like a weird like double standard with their whole views which they eventually like you know they were okay with a lot of it eventually but maybe i'm wrong well no we don't need to i was just i feel like your parents kind of mellowed out over time in general oh yeah they did yeah yeah i've always kind of looked up to them though like i said i love your family anyways i don't (laughs) want this to get sentimental at all what's your number 10 uh is there anything else you want to say about pokemon feel like you got cut off no so I, I i guess i will say with my list um i didn't uh like i wouldn't put like pokemon blue and silver like uh, for the list i try to keep it to kind of like one game you know yeah i did the same um so i could have gone with any um i played my big ones were from blue silver through um ruby and then i got into pokemon go pretty heavily for a short period of time really i didn't know that yeah yeah so (laughs) that's funny so when it first came out gosh this is embarrassing but i want this (laughs) show to be authentic i think i went out that first night by myself and was out like all night playing it really and i ran into like coworkers that I was working with at the time randomly. Like that's how big this game was when oh, it, it came out. Oh, it was huge. 
Like there were so many kids out. Not not necessarily kids. I mean, I was yeah. It was what year did it come out? It was in 20, 2016. It was when I was living in Chicago with Nate, and like I didn't live like in in Chicago, but like yeah, even just outside in the suburbs, you'd see people out all the time playing. Like you could tell they're playing it. Yeah, they have their phone in their hand and they're like looking around. Yep, it was crazy. That first night, I was out like all night playing the stupid Pokemon game. Yeah. Just having the time of my life. But like looking back at it, like, like I remember, I think it was that night. Like I'm pretty sure I might've ran into those friends, like at a cemetery, <laughs> like the things you get into playing that game. Interesting. were ridiculous. Um, yeah, the more I talk, the worse this is going to sound. But, um, <laughs> then we ended up, I think, uh, shortly after Pokemon Go came out, we had a big tour, um, our old band did. And so it, we would like wander around new, uh, cities and towns and stuff playing it. And yeah. So it was fun. It was cool. It was really good timing. It didn't stick. I still have it on my phone. Um, really? Yeah. So Natalie will play it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And so like there was a time, I mean, within, you know, the last year or two where like if we were going for like a walk or something you know we'd yeah whip out pokemon go but yeah but yeah i I think blue is the one that i probably played the most played it on emulators like um you know semi-recently i mean within the last three four years yeah i do fairly regularly so i mean not blue specifically but that one had the biggest like impact on me i guess yeah so you've played it semi recently as I, in like the last three, two or three years I th- or just, I don't the know. Last for sure. decade? You know, my memory is really bad. Definitely last decade, okay. maybe last two or three years, maybe. And you said you played up until Ruby. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention too. A lot of this playtime was spent, uh, on an emulator during school right oh yeah everyone played pokemon <laughs> during school yeah and what was the other website that we played games um there was cool math yeah cool math that's what it was there was another one too but, but i forget it, the game changer was getting a flash drive and putting oh, yeah. pokemon go on yeah once flash drives came out like and we had to use them for school were we in the same like keyboarding class i think we were all right yeah was it freshman year I think probably we, I think it was i think we were in freshman year. i still don't type correctly i know you don't but i played a lot of pokemon <laughs> i noticed <laughs> can you earlier. imagine if i if i wouldn't have been playing emulators i would actually be able to type like this <laughs> instead of just pecking away at a keyboard yeah <laughs> i mean yeah i don't know that I, was a lot of time on my number 10 what's your number 10 <laughs> <laughs> i just i just think it's interesting that you you still consider blue in your top 10 when i would i would think i don't know if you ever played the remakes that came out like leaf green and like i don't think so i probably did on an emulator i think those are the better versions of those original ones because they have like all of the like fixes and like the graphics are way nicer I remember going through and like, there were like essentially hacks. 
I guess more of like mods where like you could mm. actually catch them all. And yeah, there's like a weird thing you had to do to get like Mew to pop up in the yeah, game. Yeah, that weird glitch. Yeah. yeah. It was such a good game though. That's yeah. I, this is just such a well-made game. This has been enough on Pokemon. Okay. <laughs> I guess we can revisit it when I mention it in my list. But uh, <laughs> my number ten is spoiler. <laughs> my number ten is uh, Spider-Man for the PS4. Nice. It, was that the game that I walked in on you playing recently, or was that a different Spider-Man? That, that was a newer one, right? That yeah, that was Miles Morales. That's like the. It's not technically a sequel, but it's like a spinoff. Anytime I walk in on somebody playing one of the Spider-Man games, we always tell them to go to the tallest building and jump off. Yeah, which I guess would be the Empire State Building in all of them? Question mark. Yeah, I mean that's the tallest building in New York, right? Is it still? I think so. I'm not very cultured. I don't think it is anymore. I don't know. I don't live there. I don't either. Screw them. But I did do that for <laughs> you guys when you saw me playing that yeah, game. Yeah, had to. <laughs> but, and that's a very good game too, but I think the first one um, was, it had a better story and was overall like uh, epic, basically. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, my brother Derek, I mean, I think he's played like all the Spider-Man games. And I think that was one of his favorites too. Yeah, I, I'd hate to, yeah, I'd hate to say that it, he he ends up getting like all the consoles yeah. i would hate to like put words in his mouth and say that that's like his favorite but i know that he really loves the spider-man games and yeah i don't know why i never really got into them yeah i mean i loved all of well i shouldn't say all of but uh the original was the original three. on like the um gamecube and original xbox and stuff mm -hmm. yeah so that's the first time he got into it i remember seeing him play that all the time on yeah. GameCube. Like before the movies came out, there were Spider-Man games based on the like animated series um, on PlayStation one. And I think, I think on N64 as well. Um, those were really good too. Yeah. But the, when the movies came out, they based the first one kind of off of those old games. So then the second one was the one that you were actually in open world of New York city. And that was like the first one that kind of like, change the game for spider-man games i'm kind of curious and superhero games in general. you'll think it's funny the one super game super <laughs> words um the the one superhero game that i actually played a decent amount i'm gonna try to find it okay no screen peeking because <laughs> okay. you'll think it's funny i'll keep talking about spider-man please do uh yeah so the ps4 spider-man kind of just took everything that every developer had learned in previous spider-man games and just kind of uh took it all to heart and um made a, a really good game took all like open world the web swinging mechanics themselves from some of those older games and just basically perfected them it and, looks like such a smooth experience oh yeah it's amazing um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find and the second one should be coming out next year, I believe, 2023. So I'm excited for that. Maybe it was a Spider-Man game that I played. You're screen peeking. I can see you. I just see a Sega Genesis game on your screen right now. Um... 
I might not be able to find this. This is going to be disappointing. <laughs> oh, I forgot to bring up the Spider-Man game on my screen. I found one of them. I don't know if this is the one I was... I think this is the one I was thinking of. I guess it was just called Spider-Man on Super Nintendo. Oh, on Super Nintendo? Yeah. We were a Nintendo household. Yeah, I mean... Super Nintendo was, was my first home oh, console. Because I remember it had like the X-Men in it. It was Spider-Man X-Men. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. That was, that's like the main, the main superhero game I've played like throughout my entire life. Really? I have never really gotten into superhero games. I don't know why. I, I always... I mean, most of them sucked before... <clears throat> The Spider-Man games. I remember thinking that one was pretty good. I mean, for its time. Okay, yeah. It was really good for its time. Yeah, during the that era, there were good ones. Like, there were those, and um, the Ninja Turtle games were really good during that era. I don't know if you ever played any of those. No. The I Super Nintendo. Never really got into the Ninja Mutant people. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's Spider-Man. What were their names? Uh, uh, I got this. Let me guess. Oh, no. This is going to be good. <laughs> the name of the Super Mutant Ninja Turtles? Close? Close. Uh, so so uh, <laughs> obviously you got uh, the main guy, um, Lucardo. Uh, the main guy? Arpeggio. And... <laughs> Um, Mike, right? Ah, <laughs> Mike. I mean, half right. I Mike guess. the turtle. It's half right. Mike. Michelangelo. There you go. That was like a three third, for three. A third right. Got, what? That's three for. Th- Michelangelo. Well, there's four. Our, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. So what, who's I thought I already said four. <laughs> uh, so you got Lucardo. You got um, Michelangelo. Mm-hmm. Arpeggio. <laughs> and uh, what was the other one? I, what, I, so I said those three. So mm-hmm. uh, the last one, uh, if I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, it was Carl. Carl. Yeah. He had his uh, friend uh, Jimmy. And, oh, five? Uh, no, well, who's his no, friend? this is and uh, f- uh, uh, Bulby. Are they other turtles? And they had uh, and Jimmy was a genius. Um, what was he a turtle? Big, no, big hair. Um, oh. Friend was like a superhero or something. Um, mm. Like when he had like an idea. You could see like neutrons. Mm-hmm. I got it right. No. <laughs> You're saying the teenage mutant ninja turtles are named Lucardo, Arpeggio, <laughs> uh, Mark, Mar- uh, no, Ma- Michelangelo, <laughs> and Carl from Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. Carl Weezer. <laughs> Was that his last? <laughs> yeah, because he wheezed all the time. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. Wow. Holy cow, that was a heck of a 10. I really hijacked that one from you. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to talk about? No, that <laughs> about was good. Spider-Man? I said it all while you were looking for your game. Cool. <laughs> I need to get this off my screen. What's your number nine? I don't remember. Um, uh, okay, so this one was a good one. What's funny is so many of these, at any point in time, could have easily... Like, all of these were number one at one point. Um, it's hard. It, it's hard for me to really get a good order on this. Mm-hmm. Um, but my number nine is Super Smash Bros. Melee. I say melee, but melee is a word. Melee? <laughs> melee. Super Smash Bros. Melee. That's how you guys said it, wasn't it? You guys always pronounced weird things. <clears throat> we were pretty dumb kids. <laughs> and some things never change. No, what's funny is when I said it, I knew you were going to correct me. <laughs> I have to correct you because people will think that we both think that that's If, if we have any comments, it was going to make fun of both of us. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Super Smash Bros. Melee. There you go. Malay. Malady. I gotta no. start. I'm not gonna start. Okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So, uh, yeah. So it was, it was uh, one of the games I spent a ton of time <clears throat> on. Mm-hmm. And uh, between that and there's one other game that I think I actually took off my list to include this in Pokemon. Yeah, I did. It was between, because both of these were kind of uh, partio games. Party, oh gosh. <laughs> party games. Um, it's getting late. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Super Mario Party. Uh, Super Mario Party 4 was going to be another one that almost made the list. Yeah. Um, but I went with Smash Bros instead, because they kind of served the same purpose, where it was like, shake, shake, shake. Um, some of the, the, you're making some weird noises into that mic, buddy. Um, so he's talking to the dog, not me. <laughs> both hope. of you. I hope. Um, yeah, you probably can't even see the dog on the camera. Um, <laughs> they serve the same purpose of like really fun games to play with friends and like at parties and sleepovers back in the day. Right. Um, and I feel like as a household who grew up on GameCube, if Smash Bros. didn't make the list, <laughs> we would get hate mail. Yeah, that's so true. I had to include it. I loved it. I played uh, Falco was my my character of choice, um, but I had fun playing with a lot of them. So Falco. Yeah, I can't even remember what game Falco's from. Falco. Whoops, I just closed it. Falco, not Flacco. I might be saying his name wrong. It's you been a long Captain time. Captain Falcon? No, so that was one of them, and he would always be like, Falcon Punch! Yeah, there he is, uh, the blue guy. Yep. He was always fast. I liked having a fast uh, character to yeah. play with. <clears throat> yeah, I have only played this game like twice. Really? Once was at your house. That makes sense. Um... Once was at Greenville when they had a big Smash Bros. party. 
Yeah, because you you've never had a GameCube. Never had a GameCube. That's why our lists are so different. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first time I played a GameCube was when one of Ben's friends came over and brought his. And that was when I first played. Uh, not, I first saw Smash Bros. They were playing it. And then I played one of the games on my list for the first time that way. Um, and I will explain that when I get to it. But, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. funny. I just, the GameCube and it's, I know it's just cause it's what I grew up with, but I felt like the GameCube had the best games. Yeah. I everyone's going to say that about the console yeah. they grew up with. Well, I think maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like the GameCube had like very different games from whereas like Xbox and PlayStation had a lot of similar games. Yeah. Cause I mean, Nintendo had all their first party games. Yeah. Like, they didn't allow them to be on any other system. So, but yeah, that's my nine. I don't think I need to spend as much time on that as I did Yeah, on Pokemon. Speaking of Pokemon, my number nine. <laughs> <laughs> which one is it? Uh, so, it was hard for me to decide which one to put on the list. I put Emerald because I think that's probably the best Pokemon <clears throat> game. Was that, but, so that was after Ruby and Sapphire? Yeah, so that... You know how like each generation had like the two release and then the third one was like an enhanced. Oh, so it's, oh, so it was basically the same as those. Yeah. So like the first generation had yellow, the second generation had crystal, then the third generation had emerald. And I think emerald is probably the best, the best Pokemon game of all time. That's why I put it on my list. I grew up on, so Ruby was mine. It was the last one I really got into. Yeah. That's the one that we had too. I completely understand why a version of that would make your list yeah i loved that generation we also had ruby um so i didn't actually have emerald at the time but since i've have played it it is like slightly better than ruby it just like has some improvements to it Um, so why that generation over i'll say previous because i feel like anything after that for me it it got to be like overwhelming yeah that was the last generation i really played too so anything after that i was just like there are too many pokemon that was when the ds came out and that was like we were at the age where it was like i cool yeah i've kind of moved on to like other consoles yeah um so yeah that was the last generation that i really played too at least to a full extent i did try them out but um, but growing up, I think my favorite was crystal. Um, just cause that's the first one that I, I got for myself. I hmm. played others on other people's game boys. I didn't get a game boy until like a lot later. I loved having a game boy. That was my, that was probably my favorite. Console. It's actually funny how much time I spent on game boy, but I kind of forget about it cause it was just got, it's overshadowed by the time I spent on GameCube. Yeah, I loved my Game Boy to uh, an unhealthy extent. <laughs> Didn't we all? My my parents like, had to take away my Game Boy so many times. So for you youngins listening, imagine a time before iPads when every kid had a Game Boy. Now they all have iPads. <laughs> poor yeah, kids. I remember I had to save up for my Game Boy myself <laughs> from like chores and stuff. And... Yeah, since it was like so far past its like release, it was pretty cheap. 
Like, had you gotten it, like, you probably got that, and then, like, DS came out, like, shortly after? No, it wasn't that late. Um, when did DS come out? Like, t- 2008? I think it was 2006. Was, like, around the new, that generation of DS. consoles. Yeah. 2005. Oh, wow. Four and five. So, probably didn't really get super mainstream. When did the Game Boy Advance come out? That's earlier than I thought. I probably hopped onto the DS kind of late. The Game Boy Advance came out in 2001. So I think I got mine 2002. Hmm. Because one of the games on my list is one of my favorite games of all time, and it came out in 2002. I had a Game Boy Color and then a Game Boy Advance. Yeah, I... was obsessed with getting a game boy color like anything that had to do with a game boy color i would be like obsessed with it and i would want it so bad but i like never had one well once i got the game boy advance i was just playing game boy color games until ruby came out yeah because really the my game boy was basically just um what i needed to play pokemon right yeah so i remember borrowing someone's game boy all the time to play pokemon their game boy color did you have a save file on there no i just played their save file that's terrible you're the worst friend no he didn't care yeah he did no he really didn't he was like yeah i've been because i was playing i played gold i think on his game boy and uh i think that was around the time when he got there was something else that came out around that time when did the PS1 come out? Jeez, like 2000. Jeez, I don't even know. When did it come out? Oh, it was 95. What Holy came out cow. around that time? 2001. Something came out that distracted him from his Game Boy. Huh. Um, so he didn't care. Um, but yeah, that was the first time I had like played a Game Boy. It was just borrowing somebody's. Um gamecube 2001 that's why i thought that was it that's why i thought um that's why when you said the original playstation i was gonna say like 2001 i didn't realize how much later gamecube was yeah because gamecube was during the like ps2 yeah well nintendo yeah ps2 PS2 came out in 2000 yeah nintendo is always like late with their generation they're always like a generation off wait so was xbox during ps2 yeah okay that's what i thought the original xbox i don't know i'm it there's something wrong with me today (laughs) i mean it was a long time ago um and it's weird because nintendo is always like staggered so like the xbox and playstation are always like head to head and nintendo is always like doing their own thing people are probably going to be so shocked when they watch this and realize i don't know anything so they're gonna be like kid's got a really big forehead but there's nothing in there (laughs) the forehead again (laughs) sorry (laughs) um anyways again i hijacked your game again i mean did you get it all off your chest we we it's a discussion it's okay uh yeah i think so i think my point was that i mostly grew up with crystal 
And then we got Ruby, and I liked it a lot, and then I eventually played Emerald. So do you... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know if I... So do you... Did you like that generation, do you think, more because you played it more than, like... I feel like most people who grew up with Pokemon, most, I think, I could be wrong, would pick, like, red, blue, or yellow. Did you play through those a lot? Uh, not a lot. Cause like I said, I only played those when I borrowed it. Yeah. So when so I finally, finally saved up enough money to get my own, it came with crystal. So uh, yeah. the, when I finally got to play my own game boy and play through my own save file, it was crystal. So that was generation two. But on my list, I have Pokemon Emerald just because I think that is the better, the best of those three generations. So that's why I put it in there. But I have a soft spot for Crystal, and it would probably be in my top 20 as well. So, yeah. And when I do play them again every once in a while on allegedly emulators. Oh, yeah. We don't don't use... Well, isn't it... It's legal to... It's a gray area. It's a gray area. Uh, I I was told... I do own them. That's what I was... I was told that if you own the system and you own the game then it's not illegal i'm not a lawyer i'm not giving legal advice (laughs) this is what i heard from someone but i don't think anyone really knows it's yeah it's a gray area (laughs) we don't have to get into it maybe for another time yeah um but uh when i do play uh crystal nowadays i play um, one of the ROM hacks that you were talking about before, like people like hack it. You allegedly do? No. You really? I really do. Call the cops. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's basically just a remake of Crystal in Emerald. So it's like, has all like the better like graphics and like features and stuff. But That's it's cool. like Crystal. So I love that people do that. Crystal Dust. Shout out to whoever made that. <clears throat> all right. What's your number eight? Um, I feel like this was a little bit more of a niche game, a little bit. Um, uh, definitely. Okay. Cult following, I would say. Okay. Um, my number eight is Time Splitters Future Perfect. Um, specifically that one. Well, so there were multiple Time Splitters games. This, to my knowledge, we played all of them. I think there were three. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, I, I think no there was idea. one, two, and Future Perfect. Did you know EA made that? Gosh, I hate EA. Did you know that they might be remaking one of them? I did hear something about that. Or they're that. making a new one or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I heard something about it because um, it was big in my household. Uh, my brother Derek mentioned something about it to me because it does. It's got a really loyal following. Um, I would imagine anybody who plays first-person shooters now who tried to go back and play Time Splitters would hate it. I think it was kind of clunky um, <laughs> yeah. as far as a shooter, I think. Um, but I didn't know any better. It was the first shooter, like first-person shooter game I'd ever gotten into. And it was kind of goofy. Um, you had like goofy, lovable characters. The cutscenes were kind of funny but fun to follow. Um, cool little story. Um 
sort of futuristic too, which would end up becoming something that I sometimes like with video games. Um, But the multiplayer on it was something, again, I I think a lot of my list is GameCube games because, spoiler alert, um, because of the multiplayer aspect to them. Uh, It was something that was just so big. I remember um, like just friends coming over and we would just play GameCube for like 12 hours straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was one of the the best games. It had a cool, like you could do co-op on the story mode. I had a lot of fun with that one. Yeah. That's one that I actually played a little tiny bit of recently with my nephew. I <laughs> uh, introduced him to it. We played through the first, I guess you could call them a few chapters of yeah. the story mode. It was fun. That's cool. Yeah. I was surprised that it was that, that one is the one that you chose. Cause usually I think two is the one that is considered the best one, but I have really no idea cause I've never played them. What's well, funny. I don't remember the other ones that much. Future perfect's the one that I just, we played a lot. I think. Yeah. I just, I remember when like we started playing like Xbox games together, uh, like in high school, we'd like start playing like zombies and stuff like that. And specifically Daniel would say it, but I think both of you guys would say like, Hey, it's just like time splitters. Oh gosh, that wasn't me. But I remember, I think time splitters like out of the box, I uh, had an inverted look. Mm. Um, it's like you press down and you look up. Yeah. A lot of the games back then, it took, that. I don't know why. I mean, it seems so counterintuitive now, yeah. but like I remember, when I started playing video games with you and you do a lot of first person shooters, that was something I think for a little while I actually would go in and change the setting yeah, you did. to inverted. And then at some point my, I don't like change. So there's probably a game where you couldn't change the setting and I just yeah. had to get used to it. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of games back then just had weird controls. It took a, a couple generations for games to like, settle on like the best kind of control scheme which kind of makes sense yeah like especially like better ps1 era and like when they first got into like 3d spaces they just didn't know how to like have the player control the character very well in 3D. most most of gamecube games i thought actually did a phenomenal job honestly but there, there were little things like that. Where, yeah. Like that was, that I mean, was not okay. Yeah. GameCube <laughs> and like PS2 and stuff like that is when they fir- finally started to like kind of figure it out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. What was your number eight? My number eight is Star Wars Battlefront 2 on the PS2. That game was legendary. Even like non-Star Wars fans would probably consider that in their top ten. Um, or just casual Star Wars fans just because it was just a fun game. It was... I mean, I've heard great things. Yeah. I mean, that's why they rebooted it and, you know, it didn't do as well, but... Oh, but we, I had some fun on that one. Yeah, the first one we played a lot together, the new one. This, the, set, the, the most recent one. No, not the most recent one. Yeah, no, but the most recent one is the one that was gifted to me. Yes. <laughs> that I gifted to you. <laughs> that you I never, never played. played. I'm the worst person ever. (laughs) Uh, I don't know why either. I must have been so busy at the time. 
Yeah. I mean, it was right when it came out, which was like 2017. So I was probably like busy with tour stuff kind of like now. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the original, I mean, it had a great story mode where you play as the clones that, um, the, like the 501st Legion that accompanies Anakin and then eventually Darth Vader. And it's from the perspective of one of the clones. This was before the Clone Wars show where you actually get those perspectives. Do you think that's where they got the idea from? No. Or do we know? I don't think so. No. It was very different. But... Sorry, I ask dumb questions sometimes. <laughs> um, but it was very interesting and like sad because you, at that point, it hadn't been established yet that the clones were forced to turn on the Jedi. It was that they had known the whole entire time. So... Uh, when like order 66 happens it you hear his monologue in the cut scene is like like they never knew it was coming and like it was a very like sad and like kind of sinister like they weren't good at all like they knew that they were going to turn on the jedi at some point is this why you are the way you are now what does that mean Nothing. I just wanted to say <laughs> that it was traumatic for me. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but that, it was a very good uh, story mode, and just the multiplayer itself was so good. Um, I don't know why they didn't bring some of the stuff over in the new one. Is it similar at all to the new one? Uh, over like like grand, in a grand scheme, yeah, it's very similar. Like but you, very different at the same time. Yeah, like they just didn't, they just didn't. Um, I I guess the main thing that I wanted them to bring back was the galactic conquest mode, which let you um, pick a side and then basically kind of play like, kind of like a board game where you like pick a planet that you want to conquer, and you go in and um, it's against the AI or you can do it against a second player, and you fight on that planet on the map. And whoever wins takes over that planet. And if they win, they can like move on to the next planet. It's kind of like risk. Yeah. That um, sounds cool. And that was like the best mode. Me and Ben would play that together. Like all of the time. One of the best modes ever. And everyone I think would agree with me. Um, but they just didn't bring that over. That was like the biggest thing people wanted. But yeah. It's nice. Um, what number are we on now? What's your number seven? So my number seven, uh, I went, let me make sure I, yeah. So I went with super monkey ball two on the GameCube. Again, sticking with GameCube. Um, and the main reason is just the multiplayer. Mm -hmm. Um, one of my favorite things about this is I think I call, I think I called the game Super Monkey Balls for a while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Naturally, yeah. So uh, no, but so the the single player is kind of cool. You essentially uh, you're a monkey, you're in a ball, and you're super, and that's it. <laughs> no, so you have to get through maps and obstacles and. Me and my brothers just had this argument the other day when we were out to lunch with our grandma, because this is the stuff we talk about, where we were talking about how you 
So in the game, you actually, you move the map to move your ball. Mm -hmm. But I think it was Daniel was dead set on like you move the ball, not the map. And uh, I guess we could research this for final say. I'm pretty sure you you move the map. Um, it's like uh, like pinball kind of. Uh, sort of. But so my favorite part of this was the multiplayer. Um, the I think my favorite game was probably um, the monkey target. So you would go off this huge ramp. You would, everyone would open their balls. <laughs> And, and then the your <laughs> your balls become wings, right? As one does, <laughs> your balls become wings. <laughs> so, so your balls become wings, and then you have to fly in the air and get uh, bananas or other items that help you land on targets that are out in the middle of like an ocean, and then you rack up points. Uh, kind of almost like darts for landing on on targets. Yeah. And then they also had like a monkey golf like I had a lot of fun on. Kind of reminds me of like we play golf with friends now and stuff. Um, do you ever again. actually sneeze? Usually. More than once. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, so, yeah, you had like monkey golf, which was similar to... To like today's like uh, golf with friends that we'll sometimes play mm -hmm. when we get online, um, or it had uh, billiards. Yeah, um, and it had some other cool games too. Like a, yeah, I saw the billiards right here. Almost like where you're like, I can't remember how it worked, but you were basically like it was like flying a spaceship, mm. kind of, and like you could shoot each other. There was a racing mode. It was a lot of fun. It was a great multiplayer game. Um, there's been more recent versions made that weren't good. In fact, I think... Isn't there one on the Switch? I think there's a actually a brand new one. Switch. Now I've got to know. Yeah, there's one on the Switch. But I don't know if it's any good. I haven't played it yet. Oh, I think it's... No, a, so that's one I've tried. Yeah, it's a remake, I think, or a remaster. Uh, I don't know. Anyways, loved uh, Super Monkey Ball 2. What's your number seven? Uh, oh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. And I am sure there will be people that will criticize me for that. But um, I'll be one of them. You've never played it. Just for the fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the game that I try to get you to play. Um, so I really need to try that game out, though. This game kind of got flack for kind of changing the game of Ghost Recon because in traditionally ghost recon was one of those tom clancy games where it's like focused on um i mean realism but you it would focus on like uh specific scenarios that you would play out with um like a team based like you'd have like a squad of four players that you could like control that you like control each of the squad members and they like each would do like different things and stuff um and Wildlands kind of changed it to be more of like an open world and you can like go and do whatever uh, missions that you want to in whatever order you want to, um, which I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, that sounds cool to me. I, I like the idea of, yeah. of that when it, it, it's not always done well, I guess. But. Yeah. So this game, um, 
had the co-op mechanic you can like play online with three other players so you'd have a four-person squad of your friends and you could just like something we would have really enjoyed yeah it's something that we (laughs) did enjoy (laughs) with my other friends (laughs) uh we played it all the time like it it was during a time when you were busy it was during the time when you didn't play battlefront 2 as well 2017 2018 uh we've Played. I feel like the last like five or six years, I haven't had much time for video games. I think this game probably has my m- most hours on Xbox One. Um, I'll show some gameplay here, maybe. Um, but yeah, you can like do um, you can like be stealthy if you want, or you can like go loud and just like light up the place. Um, some of the missions like required you to be stealthy and if you got caught then you have to like start over yeah so it was always like fun to do all that kind of stuff um and you like each person you aren't forced to play a certain way for the most part and um if you like liked being a sniper and like staying back and like covering people like could you usually do that other people might be more for like going in and sneaking in and like doing like hands-on stuff yeah well yeah it's true especially if you're playing co-op with friends yeah we had a really good system um where we like had people like in their usual like uh um their roles that we just kind of would set and um like i would always be the one that would like go in like basically do what this guy's doing on this video um he's just sneaking into this building and taking out people like um really close you can like hand-to-hand combat them like sneak up behind them and like snap their neck and stuff. Um, and then like, we would always have like, you know, like Spencer would be, would always be like the sniper, like, like up on a hill or like up on a tower or something and like covering. So if like I miss somebody, uh, then he would just like snipe them for me. Um, yeah, this looks cool. It takes place in, um, Bolivia. Um, and it's all about like drug cartels and yeah, stuff. I know where that is. <laughs> It's uh, such a good game. And they had like a super hard mode where you would like have like nothing on your screen at all uh, except for like necessary stuff. So like you wouldn't even like see your reticle or like how much ammo you had. Hmm. And just going for realism. Yeah, like super (laughs) realism. And like. I like when that's an option in a game to be super realistic. That doesn't always make it the best way to play it. Yeah. When we usually played with four people, we wouldn't turn that stuff on because it just made it not fun. Like (laughs) if, if you were playing by yourself, it's a little more fun because you have like AI teammates that help you a lot. Yeah. But when you're with four other people or three other people, wasting bullets, (laughs) it's just like, (laughs) unless you're like super locked in and, Sometimes we were, most of the time we were, but, you know, sometimes it's not as fun when you're, like, being punished for no reason. (laughs) So, yeah, highly recommend Wildlands if you are into co-op open world games like that and, like, uh, military style games. You're making me want to try more games. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. I just don't have time. We really need to try Wildlands sometime. We should. for sure. It's not on Game Pass, but I'll buy it for you. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) It gets pretty cheap these days. 
let me buy it. So if I don't play it, I don't feel bad. <laughs> All right. What's your number? Number six. Number six. Uh, so <clears throat> I would consider everything else on my list to be like, we'll, we'll put it like a legend tier. Like these really, really all, really all 10 of these are like favorite games of mine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're, we're getting up there. We're like the order starting to kind of make sense. Uh, my number six is Mario Kart Double Dash. Um, there have been a lot of Mario Kart games. I'm not going to sit here and say that this is the best one because I really don't know. But this is the one that I played so much. Um, you know, we played really? through the whole thing, unlocked all of the tracks and characters and everything. I actually just recently played this with uh, over at Alex's house. Mm-hmm. Um, got on GameCube and played that. Um, so much fun. I, I mean, I feel like every Mario Kart's really similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. But this one, I just spent so much time on these tracks and yeah. um, with these characters and these these cars and stuff. It was just, again, like a lot of these other GameCube games that are on my list, which so far is almost all of them. Just the multiplayer on this was so much fun. Um, if I'm remembering right, you could do two-player like co-op to unlock things. Um a lot of fun uh, the the baby characters were always uh yeah so we got baby mario baby luigi right here they always felt like they were the best um on uh well, now i gotta find it on mario beach we called we had a name for like everything <laughs> of course you did well yeah this is this game actually explains us a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, the pecking weirdos on Mario Beach or Peach Beach is what it is. That's what we called these guys. They're pecking weirdos. If you've played the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Peach Beach. This was one of my favorite tracks. I also liked. Uh... Let me see if I can find it. I don't want to waste too much time on this because this is going to be a lot of dead air. But So they, I think they brought a lot of these maps to the latest Mario Kart. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They got a big map DLC, like a free DLC um, recently. And there was like a ton of old maps that they brought back. So I'm assuming a lot of these are probably in that one now. Yeah, so a couple of my favorites. I mean, obviously, you got to have Rainbow Road in there. Uh, DK Mountain was one of my favorite tracks. Um, Baby Park is the best multiplayer track because it's a super short track, and it's just utter chaos the whole time, getting, like, destroyed by items. Yeah. Um, Dino Dino Jungle was a good one. Um Yoshi had one. I don't see. Yeah, Yoshi Circuit. Luigi Circuit was like really cool, but super simple. I had a lot of fun on this game. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. I mean, Mario Kart is 
definitely one of those like franchises that always like you always have to have that in your top uh like uh influential games of all time for sure it's a good one yeah what's your number six number six is splinter cell on xbox uh this game is so good (laughs) i recently (laughs) replayed through all of the splinter cells um that it was an era that most games from that era don't age well this was one of the first uh if not in the first batch of like xbox games i think i had it on ds was it on ds there was one of them on the ds yeah so i think i did play this some i never got super into it probably because it was on there's multiple um yeah i'm pretty sure i've played one of them i mean the ds version is going to be vastly different (laughs) Mobile sure. versions are usually a lot different than the like. Yeah, well, versions. yeah, and I never got super into it, and I'm sure that's a lot um, of the reason why. But it is a Tom Clancy game, so it and it takes place in the same universe as the last game I just talked about, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Um, the character you play as, Sam Fisher, he shows up in Wildlands, which is really cool. Um, but that series is so good. I would love to put like the whole series on here, um, but. The first one definitely is the most influential and uh, probably the mo- the hardest game that I've ever played in my life. That'd be another reason I wouldn't have finished it. Well, we didn't, f- we couldn't finish it for the longest time. I mean, we played it throughout our like entire childhood and like high school and like we would try to go back and beat it and like we would use guides and like we just could not do it. And I finally went back and replayed it last summer. And finally finished it for the first time. You want to know one of the games that was like that for me, where like I got stuck on a level and finally gave up? You'll think this is funny. Call of Duty Big Red 1 on GameCube. That is a hard game. I don't remember where I got stuck, but eventually I was like, not doing this anymore. That one is pretty hard. I replayed that not too long ago, too. Uh, Yeah. I can't remember why I got stuck. I think it maybe had something where I couldn't figure out where to go yeah, there's, or something like if that. If it's the one I'm thinking of, there's a, a a part where there's like a tank and the tank is like constantly shooting at you and like it is not clear of what you need to do and where you need to go. That kind of sounds, that might have been it. I got stuck on it and like, well, I replayed it recently. That might have been it. Yeah, I had no idea what to do. Well, and this was like way before I would just hop on YouTube and yeah, figure exactly. out what to do. Yeah, back then, like you'd maybe like look up on like, uh, what what was it called? I mean, IGN. You get up on your dial-up internet. IGN had guys. Spend 30 minutes trying to get onto the website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was never an option back then. I mean, for the most part. Um, yeah, that's funny. Did Splinter Cell have good multiplayer? It didn't have multiplayer. I think the one I played did. So did I mean, later versions have it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so um later versions, especially Conviction Blacklist had great multiplayer and Blacklist, I guess both of them Maybe had it didn't have multiplayer. Really good uh co op. Uh yeah, uh Conviction and Blacklist definitely would be up here in the top ten 
but I just thought I would put the original on there. I love Blacklist. Looks like Chaos Theory was on DS. That sounds right. That's the third one. Yeah, but I don't really remember it. I didn't play it much. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's all about like being like a stealthy... um, like I think for most of the games, he's like a CIA agent or like a like some kind of secret secret agent or whatever. But um, it's all about like stealth. The biggest mechanic in the original and the, the mm-hmm. later ones was uh, the use of like light. I remember that. So you would like be in the shadows, and you would have like a bar to to tell you how visible you were to the enemies. And if you were in the shadows, like they could not see you for the most part, unless they like came up right on you. Yeah. And like, it would like fluctuate depending on like how far into the shadows you were. So, and it's not like a shooter. Like there were part, there were parts in it where you like shoot people, but like you start with like one or two magazines in your gun and you don't get most of the time you don't get more ammo. So you can't just go around like shooting people. Like you have to be stealthy and like choose your shots wisely. Yeah. So it's that's cool. Super hard. Yeah. And a lot of the maps and levels were just super complicated, and like knowing where to go was really hard. I like when stealth gameplay is done right. Yeah, that's like the pinnacle of stealth <laughs> gameplay right there. All of those games. If you want to play um a, like a more modern version of that, just play the la- latest one. It's called Blacklist. I'm like Conviction and Blacklist. Those two are amazing. Should I tell you I'm going to have to check that out? Yeah. You should. I'm going to have to check that out. You have to check those out. Yeah. Everyone should check out well, you know me. series. I'm going to. Yeah. Maybe tomorrow. Probably. <laughs> All right. What's your number five? This one's embarrassing. No, it's really not. Um, but it's not. another like very niche game. Sort of. Um so my number five is elite dangerous um i sunk so many hours into this when i first got it um it so elite dangerous for those of you who don't know premium stuff um it is so are you gonna be sharing this screen i've been recording the whole time yeah cool um yeah so elite dangerous you you're gonna find so much hate on it looking it up now and we'll get into that in a minute but i just want gameplay it's uh you basically you're flying a spaceship um and you it's one of those games where you start with nothing you're given no directions and there's all kinds of different ways to earn money and better ships and uh, better parts and just the idea of flying around in space was so cool to me and it was kind of like a non-Star Wars branded, like being Han Solo almost in some ways. It, that's a horrible way of explaining it. If you think it's that, you'll get your I hopes mean, up. But yeah. Um, but it's just such a cool, just the whole, the vibe of the game was so cool. And then the combat, I think, I think it's done really well. Um, some people don't. Um, there's not. I think maybe some people would argue there's not a big enough skill gap. 
um, and that just having the best ship is going to win a lot of times, um, which is true sometimes, not not entirely. Um, but I spent so much time on this. The thing that got me out of it, and honestly, I'll, I'm probably never going to play it again, um, is the game just started to get way too much of a grind. Like it was when I played it, but I kind of enjoyed it at first. But it gets old, and then they keep messing up the new content. Mm. So the one of the things I was looking forward to the whole time I was playing this game so much was going to be the first-person shooter aspect, where you could actually finally get out of your spaceship and walk around planets and walk around your ship and walk around stations and do all that cool stuff and, and fight, you know, do like FPS shooting and stuff. They messed it all up. They did it so bad. You can't even walk around your ship. Um, so it just got old. It got too much of a grind, but it had to be this high on the list because of how in love with this game I was um, when I was playing it. Yeah. I can vouch for that. How yeah, much you, you loved it. I know you remember. Uh, I am not a fan. I'm just not a fan of like flight sims in general. And, and that's, that's a part lot of, of what too, this is. They, it's as almost as much a simulator as it is a game. Yeah, and I'm just not into that kind of thing. That Simulators just focus on things I don't want to think about in games. <laughs> like I, there's just way too much involved in like flying these ships that I just don't want to think about. It had a, I remember... It had a huge learning curve. Yeah, I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> for most of the time. Clearly, I'm the bad friend. <laughs> you try out all the games I want you to try out. I'm the worst. I mean, it was fun. Like, even if I don't like a game, I'll still like have fun playing it with people. But, um, yeah, I'm just not a fan. I would never play it by myself. What's your number five? Number five. Ooh, this one's saucy. <laughs> Star saucy. Wars, a new droid army. Um, this one's very niche. Uh, it is a Game Boy advanced game. Really? And it. See, I've never even heard of it. Yeah. Most people haven't ever heard of it or played it. Uh, it is um, from the prequel era. It takes place right after episode two you play as anakin um here i'll bring up some i was about to say you've got to bring up video of this i mean it's a game boy game so you know what you're gonna get into here but um the it was just so cool it was like kind of 3d looking um yeah for a game or a game boy game it looks yeah good. you get like force powers and um the the lightsaber combat was really good for being a game boy game um it's kind of a side scroller but you get every direction so it's kind of 3d yeah but for being a game boy game it looks like really good smooth it's so good gameplay i replay this game all the time it's like the game I always make sure I have like on my phone or like on my emulators or whatever at all times. I'm sure it's one of those games that you like just wish they would make another one. Oh, but yeah. like new. Definitely. And the combat is similar to um, another game that's on my list, um, Jedi Academy, which I, it's a game that I'm 
heavily involved in the community with still. Um, I've tried to um, attempt to maybe like make a mod in Jedi Academy for this game and just like remake it in Jedi Academy, but that's a lot of work and I just ended up not doing it. But it is something that I think would be really cool to see. Um, even if it was just like a mobile game and just make it the same as this, but like higher quality graphics would be so cool. But yeah. You can't go wrong with anything Star Wars. I would agree with that. Most people would not agree with that, but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what is your number four? Number four is NASCAR Thunder 2003. Um, it's the, I guess it wasn't the first NASCAR game I got, like I played, but it's the first NASCAR game that I really got into. Um, guess you're really breathing into the mic. You get not. Um, so yeah, so NASCAR Thunder 2003, um, a lot of people view it as um one of the best racing games of all time um or at least right up there um it would be right up there with like nascar thunder 2004 um uh, chase for the cup 2005 dirt to daytona um like most sports games the the, I, i see that grin on your face while you're watching this like more most sports games the the pinnacle was kind of back in the 2003 or four through like 2008, nine era. So, Mm -hmm. but the career mode on this game, this is the first, uh, GameCube game that I've got on my list that really was the single player that got me. I love the career mode. It was really in depth. Uh, you were basically the owner of a team you would start out in a horrible car and you would upgrade it throughout your career as you earned money. And, um, it was a lot of fun. The multiplayer was fun too. uh, played a decent amount of multiplayer with friends. Um, it kind of stunk because if you had like four players, I think you could only race with like nine total cars or something like that. Like they shrunk the field, the more players you added, Hmm. um, which was, kind of dumb i'm sure there was some sort of limitation oh, reason yeah, for sure um and they GameCube also had, is not powerful they had a um a like a a mode where you could play out like certain scenarios and i loved um there was one where you were racing at talladega and a wreck happened right in front of you and you had to avoid it so it was fun uh again one of my favorite career modes of like any game yeah this footage is from the PS2, to be clear. But, yep, same game. It looks very similar. Yeah. Okay. Um, my number four is Medal of Honor Frontline on the PS2. Oh, boy, this game. So good. Pull up some clips. Yeah, I should have done this with the other games. Yeah, oh, well. Um we're not so, very good at this. <laughs> Medal of Honor used to be such a, a huge Those franchise. Those graphics are so realistic. <laughs> yeah, they look like real people. Um, so this was like the Call of Duty series before Call of Duty. Like 
this is this is what like every shooter franchise wanted to be um they were always world war ii because that's just like the craze back then was to make world war ii world like war ii games it still almost is and it's not it's what the people want it, clearly not give them what they want brad <laughs> call of duty vanguard clearly flopped um so it's what i want in the game <laughs> they were good back then um nowadays they just can't i don't want to get into it <laughs> <laughs> um because they actually focused on like keeping it realistic to a, a certain degree while still making it fun um and they all the stories were like I wouldn't say based on real stories, but they were mostly believable other than just having a guy going through and like murdering like hundreds of Nazis by himself. Obviously that's not realistic, but um, I think it is everything else, you know, it's grounded and that's like the biggest word I have to use for, um, for like shooter games that, take place in eras that have already existed so uh this one specifically there were a lot of medal of honor games and we loved them all but frontline specifically was like the first one that we really got into and uh the story and like the atmosphere like it was creepy and uh those graphics take me right back to time splitters (laughs) (laughs) yeah same era um yeah, the graphics were really, really good for that time. Um, he's looking at <laughs> pictures. <laughs> I saw. Uh, yeah, like the maps and stuff had stuff like details like that everywhere. It was crazy for that time. Um, but yeah, we, and this was a game where we spent so much time trying to beat it. And it took us a long time. We eventually did. Oh, I've thought of another game I should have put on my list. That's all right. Save it for later. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not, probably not top 10, but definitely top 20. Um, what is your number three? Number three, Madden 2006. Um, I didn't really know which game from this era to pick. I could have done 06, 07, or 08. Um, this is probably one of the games I spent the most time on. Um, big football fan, and there's actually um, a hint for one of my, either number one or two, you'll find out soon. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, but so this is one of the games that really got me into football. Um I guess technically 05 and the other game on my list would have, but um, I had so much fun playing through franchise modes on this. Um, Played a little bit with friends, but Madden was always more of kind of a single player game for me where I could, um, whether it was building a team and trying to take them to as many Super Bowls as possible. um, They had the superstar mode uh, in these. (laughs) They had the vision cone in that. Um, But the superstar mode was like groundbreaking, like for sports games, I thought. Um, And it was back when EA was still kind of innovative. So 
there's a lot to love about this game. I think, I and I think I mentioned this in the uh, another video that we did. Um, I think NFL 2K5 is a better game. I would have liked that more, but I didn't know it existed, so I had Madden 2006, and I yeah. loved it. I mean, five, six, and seven were all probably what people would consider the best Maddens. For sure. We had all three of those, and I remember playing, I think it was it was either five or six. Um, me and Ben would play it together all the time. So I'm, I'm not a football fan, but I played it. It was such a good game. We're flying through these last ones as it gets later and later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is 1140 our time right now for anybody watching. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Even my dog's going crazy. What is your number three? All right. My number three is technically two, two games. This is not allowed. But I'm going to allow it. You're breaking the rules. Well, you didn't establish the rules. I'm, Ten games uh, is the only rule. I'm looping them in together because they are so similar. Um, so they are Star Wars Jedi Outcast and Jedi Academy. They were released like within 18 months of each other. So the Academy is kind of considered just like an add-on to Outcast. Um, Jedi Outcast had a very good uh single player story but uh and a good multiplayer as well but academy kind of took multiplayer to like the next level um and is much better multiplayer single player is not so great so that's why i loop them together i consider outcast like the single player experience for these games and academy for the multiplayer so um it's also a game that i've been involved with basically since they came out um, through like the modding community and chances are you might be watching this and already knew that. So <laughs> it is number three, not number one. I'm sorry guys. <laughs> and that's all. Comment your feelings on that below. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send me your hatred. Like you usually do. I'm <laughs> just kidding. When did that game come out? Uh, Outcast came out 20 years ago. That's 2002. I knew that. I hate myself. I, uh, that's what the interview is. If about. you, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, I did interview some of the developers of, um, Jedi outcast, um, for the 20th anniversary. It's um, really cool. If, if you played the game, you've got to check out the interview. Yeah. It's like 20 or it's like two hours long. Um, and it's just basically them talking about just a bunch of legends hanging out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> They're old friends. I mean, a lot of them still like keep in touch, but um, a couple of them don't even work there anymore. So um, hearing them just like catch up with each other and talk about something that they were super passionate about making back then was just so cool. So definitely I'll link it to wherever. Yeah. I never, I never <laughs> <the> played it. <laughs> I never played the game, but I thought it was such a cool interview. Just yeah. the, the passion they had was really. Yeah. If you've never really even awesome. heard of the game, you just know like they loved making it and hearing people being passionate about something, even if you don't know about it is such a treat. So for sure. Um, and I'm sure I'll talk more about these games and other episodes and stuff just cause I'm so immersed in whatever. So I won't spend too much time talking about it here, but 
They are my number three. What is your number two? My number two has a twist. So I'm not a big first-person shooter gamer. I play it with you Mm -hmm. and our friends because it's fun that way, but I'm not good. I don't play it a lot. Um, With that being said, a first-person shooter made number two on my list. Yep. But with a technicality. (laughs) Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, but specifically zombies. We've spent so much time playing zombies on this game. Yep. Um, The, like, little stories and the Easter eggs and all that's so fun. Um, I love... I don't know. I think because I'm... This is a way for me to feel like I'm okay at first person shooters. Cause they're not shooting me back <laughs> <laughs> usually. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I don't know. I, I love zombies in a lot of call of duty games. Um, this one probably stands out the most though. Um, when we're playing this game, I'm Dr. Dave. <laughs> I'm yeah. sitting here with bomb diffusing Brad. Yeah. So if you, uh, chances are you aren't familiar with ExoZombies because it was not popular. It was a mode that they added later in its life. Um, Advanced Warfare also it just wasn't really popular in general um, because of the way they changed the game. But uh, zombies, zombies didn't come out for this game until like six months. I'm not sure. I don't remember, to be honest. It It was like half half a year. Um, so well, and then all the first map wasn't really even very like we didn't really like the first map. No, when the game when and zombies came out, it was back when you had to pay for every DLC map pack, and you only got one zombies map per pack. So um, we all had to pay for <laughs> these stupid maps worth it separately, um, <laughs> which I had been doing for Call of Duty for years, but um, uh, so. This is a zombies that had, um, this game had exosuits where you could like jump and like, um, dash in the air and, um, you have like different abilities with your exosuit. Legendary cauterizer. Cauterizer gun, um, which is basically like this game's ray gun from, um, the other zombies. Um, just like the gun that you really want to strive to get. Um, the cool, the cool part about this game was they had like these really cool Easter eggs that you could do that weren't too hard. I mean, you still kind of had to look up what to do, but Oh, you definitely had to look up what to do and you had to get kind of far on, yeah. On them. I think some of them were like pretty in depth, but I don't think they were as in depth as some of the later zombies after this game came out. Probably not. But Um, my favorite was uh burger town. Yeah. Burger Burger town with burger boy was great. Uh, (laughs) I don't know if they play that map on here, but no, this is just the same map. Well, uh, which map introduced bomb diffusing Brad? Was that, was the carrier the first one? Yeah, that was carrier. So then, yeah. And what was Daniel? Daniel's, uh, the smashing thing. What's that? Oh, slamming Dan. Yeah, slamming Dan because of, I don't even remember that perk. 
yeah, it was just Exo Slam. You yeah. just slam down. Did and Jacob have a name? He was Moneybags McGee because <laughs> he would always run for the money yeah. drops. Moneybags. Oh, man, we're going to have to play this again before too terribly Yeah, long. this is a game that we always bring out whenever we just like want to play something we're familiar with. Do and you hate this game now because of that? Because of playing Because it? we play it so much, we, <laughs> even still. We hardly ever play it anymore. Yeah, not anymore. But... No, I... I I think it's I don't like it as a Call of Duty game, but as a zombies game I like it. That's good to know. But it did I I did get very tired of it <laughs> during that like one year that we played it oh, every played single it day. So almost. Much. Yeah, it was uh it was a lot. And we would just when you're playing zombies, like your goal is to play as long as possible until you die. So we'd be f- five hours in yeah five or six hours sometimes <laughs> it'd be two in the morning and that was when i was in college so when we were playing most of the time this game and uh so i'd have to be playing remotely and sometimes like my roommates would be in bed for like hours and i'd <laughs> still be playing this game we should be in bed now <laughs> update it is eleven fifty p.m our time are you, get, no. Are you wanting to go to bed? No. No, we are going to finish what we started. I'm actually having a good time. It's bringing back a lot of good memories. Yeah. That being said, what's your number two? My number two Squeeze is... Squeeze it out. Pinch it off. I'm sorry. Please don't say that ever again. <laughs> I'm such a child. What's your number two? That just two? makes me think of Dave. He would always say, pinch it off. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my number two is <laughs> Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. <laughs> two. Two? Does number two make you laugh? Doo doo. Uh, this game, I didn't it's realize we we're going to talk about Call of Duty twice in a row. Um, I didn't either. And to be clear, this is the one from the 360. I have to clarify that because there will be another Modern Warfare 2 coming out this later this year, which I am excited for. Um, this is um, basically, in my opinion, the perfect Call of Duty game. I want to see. I'm going to try to watch through this. I haven't played all the Call of Duties. I think I did play this one, though. I think I did get you to play through... The, the three modern warfares. The, uh, oh, this is like the le- most legendary mission in the whole series where st- you go through a entire airport as the, the bad guy. Well, you, you're not a bad guy, but you're with the bad guys undercover and you basically just slaughter all the civilians. And didn't, doesn't he turn on you on the end at the end? Yep. Yep. I've played this one. It was, that was a really good story mode. Yeah, I thoroughly is. enjoyed this story mode. Yeah, it's one of the best campaigns ever. Um, I've always thoroughly enjoyed Call of Duty campaigns. I oh, just, yeah. I haven't played them all. Just, I don't know why. They're Time, all. Money. I would say they're all good. All Call of Duty campaigns are good. Not all of them are great. Oh, I remember this scene. Yeah, that scene was crazy. You're not really, not really expecting it. At least. I wasn't back when I first played it, but, um, yeah, this whole campaign 
It's just so good. I recently replayed it because they remastered it. Um, the the campaign itself. Um, but so good. So it had a campaign and multiplayer, obviously, and the multiplayer was also legendary. Um, it is kind of still to this day considered like the peak Call of Duty multiplayer experience. And it also had Spec Ops, which I think is a very underrated um, mode. I always preferred that kind of stuff over zombies. Um, I feel like we played it some. I don't know if you did, but we did a lot. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, I maybe have to. I mean, see this what... came out in two thousand nine. Man, it's that old. Yeah. Let's so good for two thousand nine. Yeah, I'm sure this is the remastered, so that's why. But, uh, yeah, the Spec Ops was great because you could, it it was two-player, but you would, like, they're basically just co-op missions that were based on the campaign missions, and we'd play those all the time. Me and Drew would play those all the time. Um, We got all the stars on them, which means you play them all on, like, the, the... hardest difficulty and it was insane um not often that i'm familiar with something you're talking about it's a good <laughs> game yeah highly recommend playing the campaign if you haven't yet multiplayer is probably full of hackers but yeah i am super excited for the new one it's not a remaster or like a remake it's just uh the next call of duty that's going to be called Modern Warfare 2. Genius marketing. Yeah. I mean, it's a, re- it's a reboot of the series, but it's not like a remake. Yeah. Cool stuff. What's your number one? My number one. <clears throat> so I couldn't decide on a number one, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went with NFL Street 2. It's a good choice. This is, this game, I can literally say changed my life. I remember going over to a friend's house, um, probably third or fourth grade, and he whipped this game out. I knew like nothing of football. This looks so much worse than the PS2 version. And uh, stop making fun of my number one game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, it literally... I ended up playing football in middle school and high school and it's because of this game. Really? Like as dumb as that sounds. No. Realistically, it's more, and I kind of sort of hinted at this with Madden, but like Madden probably had as much to do with it, but I would have never gotten into Madden if it wasn't for NFL street. Yeah. And technically that was NFL street one, but then I played NFL street two and I think that that's a better game. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's just the gameplay is so fun. Yeah. They made the defensive side of football so much fun. Oh, yeah. It was easy to pick up and play and not be, like, terrible at. Um, they had some fun game modes. Um, There's kind of like a story mode uh, for NFL Street 2. I don't think there was for one. Um and then you could obviously like build a team and, and do the same thing as NFL street one. Uh, but then some of the game modes, like, uh, they had crush the carrier. Oh yeah. Um, they had, 
four verse four, they had uh, like a like kind of like five hundred. Like if you remember playing that game, mm-hmm. where like a quarterback will throw the ball up, and yep. you know they throw a certain amount of uh, balls up, and you had to. Yeah, we played that all the time. So much fun. I actually, when uh, we went over to Alex and played some Mario Kart, we played a little bit of NFL Street, and we played Crush the Carrier in that, like, 500 game. Yeah. Yeah, if Ben ever comes on, we can talk more about this, because me and him play this all the time. I I think it's the best football game ever made, honestly. I would agree, but I'm not a football fan. I think a lot of people would disagree. Because there's not depth to it. It's not an NFL sim, which is what a lot of people want. And, and it's just not that deep. But the gameplay is so much fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, as someone that doesn't care about sports and didn't really... I mean, I didn't mind football. I didn't mind playing football. But I never watched it or like was interested in it. This game was amazing. <laughs> This game was so much fun. I loved playing it all the time. Like just watching it. Yeah, like watching this game play (laughs) brings me back. Like, and I like, since I only understood like the basics of football, like that's all you really need to play this. Yeah. Move the ball downfield. Yeah. And then you had game breakers. Yeah. Like what they just got where you're, I wonder if they'll show you become unstoppable. Yeah. Or you'll automatically like get a turnover pretty much if you're on defense. Yeah. It was fun. You like do like moves and like jukes and stuff. You get like more points if you like do like the dance moves while you're moving. Yeah, you get so the style moves helped you earn a game breaker faster. Yeah. That's so funny. It's so dumb, but so fun. Oh, uh, I really hope they remake this sometime. So 2K, I think I've already mentioned this, but they now have the license to make arcade-style football games, which an NFL Street-style game would be on the table. I don't know if I would I would trust 2K to do it, though. You, I wouldn't trust anybody to do it now, video. but I trust 2K more than like an EA or somebody like that. Because if they made it kind of like what the NBA 2K park is like, which a 2K game almost made my list, um, Who made that this? would be so cool. It was EA. I know. Which studio? Oh, right. They did the big. Yeah, EA big. Um, but yeah, if they made something, the problem is there. I EA made it, so they're not going to just copy EA's game. But if they made something that was like this, um, maybe added some depth to it. Oh my gosh. I would never need another football game. <laughs> and, and they made it like the NBA 2k park where, you know, you have kind of a similar, uh, you have, you know, a player, you have to develop them, you pick a position you can play online yeah. with friends. It'd be fun. That'd be awesome. Maybe fingers crossed. <laughs> what in the world is your number one? Wait for it. Is the dog going to go crazy again? There's a decent chance. Oh, wait. Let's try. We'll start over if we need to. Here he is. I will ask again. <laughs> I will ask again. What is your number one? Okay. My, are you saying that because you don't know what it is? 
take that as a yes. That's sad. I bet I know what it is. <laughs> All right, I'll bring up because I just read it. No, I mean like what it is. My my number one is <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Um, this is uh an amazing game. <laughs> it's one of the best Star Wars stories in general. I'm trying to find gameplay. Um it's one of the f- like fur it's it is the first like Star Wars RPG that was ever made. This game came out in 2003. Um Continue. And it really just focuses on, um, like, you create your own character, and you go through this story, um, and you don't really know much about, um, like, you don't know your backstory, and the characters don't know your backstory. So there's a lot of mystery to, like, who you are. Um, So a lot of it is just figuring some of that out. Um, But, like, the world and, like, the, the... story and like the world building itself was just like top notch um which is really important for a star wars game in my opinion for any rpg really but um yeah like all the characters like you can talk to pretty much anybody um your companions um are like super well written um voice acting is top notch um, you eventually become a Jedi and you can like choose the dark side or light side and your choices matter in a lot of circumstances. Um, I don't know why I've never tried this game. I don't think this is a game you'd really like. <laughs> I don't think you're really like an RPG guy. Um, maybe I'd surprise you. Like he's dark side in this video and his face is like super messed up because of it. Um, and the combat is like, um, turn-based. So it's not like you're like going around, like waving around your lightsabers. I don't know if they'll show the combat here, but like you choose a a move and then like that just paused it for a second there. I don't know if he's going to go fight that thing. Do it. So he jumps to it and then he chooses a move and he does it. And then the enemy will do a move. Yeah, I've seen gameplay of it before. Yeah. Just never played it. It looks really cool. It's so cool. It's It'll always be my number one. And they are remaking it. They announced last year that they're they're going to be remaking it. So, coming out like 2023, probably 2024. That's my guess. They just announced it like last summer, I think. They didn't give us a release date, but yeah, I'm excited. It's such a good game. I'm excited for you. And there's the second one that came out like a year and a half after this one, which is also very good. And then there's also the MMO that I still play regularly. um, Star Wars, the old Republic, like online game, which I think you did. I tried it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't make it real far. I wanted to yeah. give it a chance. That one's not really my 
That's one that, thing. That's a game. If you're not used to games like that, you need someone with you to like help you. That makes sense. <laughs> like I've been, I've got my siblings in on it, and yeah. we've been playing it regularly. They just texted me earlier and asked me to play. <laughs> uh, because once you like understand how everything works and everything, like you'll really enjoy it. I think you probably would enjoy that one. I probably could get into it. But yeah, it's it. There's a lot that you gotta learn. But well, it's probably about time to wrap this up. This actually went longer than I was expecting. Yeah. Thanks for listening or watching, and we will see you next time. <laughs>